Thank you for coming on here today. We're going to be reading from the big book, Jumping Around. So please get your big book and follow along with us. Let's go ahead and get this morning meeting session started with the serenity prayer, please. God, God. grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right, starting from the page 24, the, it says the fact is that most alcoholics, for reasons yet obscure, have lost the power of choice in drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first strength. The almost certain consequences that follow taking even a glass of beer do not crowd into the mind to deter us. If these thoughts occur, they are hazy and readily supplanted with the old treadbare idea that this time we shall handle ourselves like other people. There is a complete failure of the, the kind of defense that keeps one from putting his hand on a hot stove. The alcoholic may say to himself in the most casual way, it won't burn me this time, so here's how. Or perhaps he doesn't think at all. How often have some of us begun to drink in this nonchalant way and after the third and fourth pounded in the bar and said for, to ourselves, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Only to have that thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop with the sixth drink. Or what's the use? Anyhow, pass. When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid and unless locked up may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But for the great, but by the, for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop, but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we have come to believe in hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When therefore we, are, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, of which we had not even we had not even dreamed. Pass. The great fact is just this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. If you were as seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there's no middle-of-the-road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible, and if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, 
We had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could, and the other to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. Page 62, please, the bottom of 62. This is the how and the why of it. Pass. 62. This is how and why of, why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of what keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well, established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves. Our little plans and designs, more and more we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in as we enjoyed peace of mind as we discovered we could face life successfully as we became conscious of his presence we began to lose our fear of today tomorrow or hereafter we were reborn we were now at step three many of us said to our maker as we understood him god i offer myself to thee to build with me to do with me as thou wilt Relieve me of the bondage to self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy prayer, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always? We thought, well, before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at least abandon ourselves utterly to him pass amen go to page 76 where it says when ready <clears throat> when ready we say something like this my creator i am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad i pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows grant me the strength as i go off from here to do your bidding amen we have then completed step seven. All right, let's go to page 86, please. 86. Gotcha. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. 
what used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of observed actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Pass. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. That we begin whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will. And we are careful to make no request of ourselves only. We may ask ourselves, however, if others will be helped, we are careful. Never pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause, we agitated or doubtful, and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. We are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. Pass. Amen. It works. It really does. Well, now we'll turn to page 416, please. 416. Down at the bottom of 416, it says, It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue, that I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of the compulsion at that time, and that sobriety was not a matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had, but I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. There was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. After I'd been around AA for seven months, tapering off alcohol and pills, not finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, Okay, God, it is true that I, of all people, strange as it may seem, and even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts. And it's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not had a single compulsion to drink. Pass. 
And acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can't find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms. Until I could accept my alcoholism. I could not stay sober unless I accept life completely on life's terms. I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world is and all the men and women barely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out. Because I knew you wanted perfection, just as I did. AA and acceptance have taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. That we were all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. And I am saying that I know better than God. For years, I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it's the best place. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anybody. So I'm better off if I don't give advice. Don't figure I know what's best and just accept life on life's terms as it is today especially in my own life as it is is it as it actually is before AA, i judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions pass amen amen acceptance has been the answer to my marrow problems it is though aa has given me a new pair of glasses max and i have been married now for 35 years Prior to our marriage, when she was a shy, scrawny adolescent, I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift of being easy to talk to, a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It was as if I had, rather than a Midas touch, which turned everything to gold, a magnifying mind that magnified whatever it focused on. Over the years, as I thought about Max, her good qualities grew and grew, and we married. And all these qualities became more and more apparent to me and we were happier and happier. But then as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused on my mind, the more, the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she receded a little more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Pass. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had the lenses in my glasses backwards. 
the courage to change in the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change my. I learned to accept my spouse as she was. A has given me a new pair of glasses. I can again focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow and grow and grow. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late start, long drunkologues, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it rather than what's wrong with it. The meeting keeps getting better and better. When I focus what's good to today, what's good day to what's good today, I have a good day. When I focus what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Today Max and I try to communicate what we feel rather than what we think. We used to argue about our differing ideas, but we can't argue about our feelings. I can tell her she ought not to think a certain way, but I certainly can't take away her right to feel however she does feel. When we deal in feelings, we tend to become, we tend to be, to come to know ourselves and each other much better. Pass. Perhaps the best thing, is that the next one? Yeah, uh, that says 420, yeah, perhaps the best thing, yeah. Perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rights try to move in and they too can force my serenity level down. I had to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever's in front of me to be done, and I leave the results up to Him. However it turns out, that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations, for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Page 552, please. 552. Five, five, two. He said, in effect, he said, in effect, if you have resentment, you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them, and your prayers are only words, and you don't mean mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. 
do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have to come to mean it and to want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to be feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding and love. It worked for me then and it has worked for me many times since. It will work for me every time I am willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness, but it too always comes. And because it works for me, it will work for all of us. As in, as another great man says, the only real freedom of a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to do because you want to do it. This great experience that released from me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is really just another affirmation of the truth, Daniel. I get everything I need in Alcoholics Anonymous and everything I need to get. And when I get it, what I need, I invariably find that it was just what I wanted all the time. Pass page 100. Page 100. Thank you. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstance. Page 83, please. 83, The Promises. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We are going to know a freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Yay. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program. 85. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and the rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. We are not really, what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? I will not mine be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line. All we wish. It is the proper use of 
thy will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him, who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further than that means more action. Amen. Amen. All right, page 43, please. 43, at the bottom of 43, it says, Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases. Neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Dn, beautiful, beautiful words of life. Thank you so much for coming on here today. Let's go ahead and pray out with the uh, Lord's Prayer, please. All right. Uh, Lord's Prayer. Our Father. Our Father. Lord in heaven. heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy thy kingdom kingdom come. Thy will will be be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive them trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. He comes back. Thank you so much, Ernest. Have a great Thank day. You. you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.